stay there. You know what? I believe that every single person on this planet can make a difference. And I believe that we all have something to offer, something that's so unique that it will change somebody else's life. I believe we all deserve to step into our true selves. And I believe that every single person needs to feel great about themselves. I want you to step into who you truly are and I want you to make a difference for somebody else and for yourself. And I don't think it's that hard. It's a matter of putting one step in front of the other and just taking action. And I'm interviewing guests that have done just that. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where you can make that decision to make your life count. It all starts with you saying yes. Hey guys, and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. Now, when I say the word networking, what do you think? Some people absolutely pop their pants and some people think it's fantastic, but it's not that hard if it's done right. This guest I've got on today, Michael Whitehouse, he is the guy who knows a guy and he's an expert networker and you're just going to love what he's got to share. It is just fantastic. So Michael moved to Connecticut, you know, and didn't know anybody. So he started, you know, how can I meet people? And, you know, just started connecting with people and it grew and grew. And then uh, COVID hit and he realized I could do this uh online and so he started doing that and it's grown exponentially and he's just connecting people all over the world but he's also got a book called the guy who knows a guy and it shares all this great advice you're gonna love this there are so many gold nuggets in today's episode about how to network and how to connect properly so without further ado let's just get straight on start talking to michael and find out all the great things he's got to share with us welcome michael thank you Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Your what you do is intriguing, and it's not. It's not. Um, it's actually what we should all be doing, and it's you know we're not doing it that well. But I I can't wait to hear more about it. You can give us tips and you know that sort yep. of stuff. But I think relationship building and networking is is such a a massive thing, and we don't do it so well. But you you've got this claim. You know you claim to fame is that you're connected to everybody. You're the guy who knows a guy who knows a guy and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and wait, hang on, I've got to read out your saying. You need a guy? I'm the guy who knows a guy. i got a guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's yep. absolutely fantastic. So tell, tell us what got you into this. Yeah, well, so the secret is I don't necessarily know that many. You know, my network is no bigger than yours by definition because we're in the same network. We know each other. Our networks are exactly the same size because they're connected. Uh, the only difference with me is that I compulsively network all the time and can't do anything else. And so I have the time, energy, and attention to actively make these connections. It's funny when you say, you know, everyone's doing that. Building relationships? Yes. Networking like I do? No. <laughs> no. If you have like a business where you do a thing like you're a graphic designer or an attorney or a real estate agent or an astronomer or rock climber, you don't have time to network like I do because I do it full time. Um, but yes, everyone should be building, should be building connections. Um, but so the way I got into this was uh, the way that, you know, most things happen, which is desperation and necessity. In 2014, I was moving to the town of Groton, Connecticut here in the United States. And I didn't know a single person. Uh, see, seven months earlier, my, my then fiance and I, now my wife, 
had decided let's have a baby because we're making the most money we've ever made. We're in stable jobs. Everything's going good. Smooth sailing. As far as the eye can see, it's time to start a family. <laughs> Seven months later, she'd quit her job. I'd been fired from mine and we we're moving across the state. So I intended to launch a business. I had sort of a half-baked idea and I knew I needed a network. And so someone in my network had told me where the where I could find the networking events where I was going to. Day before I moved into my apartment, I went to my first networking event in the area. And I turned up to 11, ignorance on fire, building my network. I went to every business after hours, business before hours, business during hours, every hair cutting, ribbon cutting, line cutting. I would show up to the opening of an envelope. Any place there were people, I was there to meet them. And within about six, nine months, I was introducing people of note to other people of note. So, and I'd, I'd be like, you've lived 10 miles apart for 50 years. You're both movers and shakers in your communities. How do you not know each other? But here in New England, the Northeast United States, uh, the tradition is people don't like to cross boundaries like rivers and town lines yeah. and their front door. <laughs> so by being willing to go from place to place, I could make connections. Fast forward to 2020, everything went online and it was very disruptive, but it was disruptive for me in a good way. It disrupted the things that weren't working for me and forced me to do what I was meant to do. And the first thing I realized was if my BNI group, Business Network International, if my BNI group just went online, everyone else's group just went online. So I can visit a group anywhere. Yeah. So I went into a Facebook group and I said, hey guys, can I come visit your group? And I got invited to a group in Malaysia. I got invited to one in Melbourne, um, Seattle, uh, all over Canada, US, went to one in England. Um, I think there might be a couple other countries. So I started traveling the world in Zoom. Yeah. First in BNI meetings, then other meetings. And, and within a year and a half, I had completely up-leveled into in communities of investors, joint ventures, seven, you know, million dollar businesses I'm working with. Um, and all because I was able to slip the bonds of earthly geography and connect through this internet thing. <laughs> uh, isn't it, you know, there, there's been a lot of people saying that the pandemic has been a bad thing and it has been, you know, for people who have, have who have um, become sick and, you know, lost right, their jobs right. and all that kind of stuff. But there's been so many opportunities within that, you know, that, and, and it's probably time that we changed our, well, it was time, I believe, that we changed the way we were doing things and, you know, and then we mm -hmm. started to grow and started to, like, the, the world is here for our taking and I don't mean that in a, in a, in a taking way, but, you know, the world's our oyster yeah. and it's, yeah. it's, why wouldn't we, if we can make a better world by connecting with someone in another country, then, then that's what we should be doing, you know, to, to mm -hmm. build a better world and, and I, I absolutely love that. I love it. Yeah. And you write about the start, you know, we, should, we haven't got time to be networking, but um, the last two years I've spent building relationships, you know, I've just, that's been such an important thing to me and it has led to phenomenal, phenomenal things. And oh, I, yes. I love it. And, but people are scared of it. But um, so why, why was it, was it like at the very beginning, I know you said you went to every envelope opening and all that kind of stuff, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, and then you start connecting people. Hey, you should get this guy. When, what point made you think, wait, I'm the guy who knows a guy. What, what, what point did that sort of branding really stand up to you? So the, the branding um, actually came after the book. 
Yep. So uh, there's actually, there's kind of two questions are answering there, asking there. I'll, ask, I'll answer them both. Um, one is when did I decide to start connecting people and when did I become, quote, the guy who knows a guy? Um, so the uh, I'll answer the the guy who knows a guy question first because it's less valuable. So yeah. people need to hold on and listen until the second question, which they'll actually learn something from. <laughs> so the guy who knows a guy. So I, I wrote a book because I, I said, I seem to be building a network. I'm making connections and I'm doing something anyone could do. There's nothing special. I mean, I'm more extroverted, so it's natural for me, but anyone could copy this. It's easy. And if they do, and they're in my network, my network's now stronger. So I want to share this. So I wrote it in a book. So I wrote it all down, and thus came The Guy Who Knows a Guy, which came out in 2017. So I put it out, and I started giving it away in raffles at Chamber of Commerce events. So if you're running a Chamber event, of course, you want your event to be the cool event that the cool kids are at. So you got a guy who wrote a book called The Guy Who Knows a Guy About Networking at your chamber event. You're not going to call him the author of The Guy Who Knows a Guy. You're going to call him the guy who knows a guy himself. <laughs> so yeah. they started calling me the, it's the guy who knows a guy himself. Here he is. You know, look how cool our event is. This guy's here. So I kind of drifted up on their esteem because me looking good made them look good. But the more valuable question is, when did I start making connections? Because a lot of people say, you know, I don't know enough people to be a connector. I'm not, I, I know a few people. I know a couple people in my network, a couple in my family. I started making connections almost immediately. There was one time I went to an event. I probably knew about 20 people in the whole county at that time. And I went to this event. The first person I met was a, a real estate agent. And uh, pretty much from then on, I was asking everyone the connector question. You know, who can I introduce you to? Who would be a valuable connection for you? The third person I spoke to in this room, I knew two other people in the room and 20 other people in the whole county. I said, who would you like to meet? Who would be a good connection for you? And he said, well, I'm really looking to meet real estate agents. I said, really? Do you know that guy over there? <laughs> I do not. So I said, well, you are about to. So I knew three people in the room. I introduced two of them to each other. So I could have gotten in there by like, I'm not going to ask that question. I don't know anybody. Who am I going to connect them to? But as soon as you decide to start making connections, you decide to start asking, who can I connect you to? And then if I didn't know a real estate agent, I could have taken this guy's card and started asking around. I mean, real estate agents, 1% of the whole population is a real estate agent. So they're pretty easy to find. But you know, whatever I was, if I didn't know it, I could have taken his information and asked around. Mm. You know, go on Facebook, make a post, ask people at the next event, walk around the room. Hey, do you know this? Do you know this? Do you know this? And then that's really powerful because one, they're going to say, oh, I do know one. Let me introduce you to him. Now I know one more person. And two, everyone sees me making connections. So when they see that, they're like, oh, this guy's a connect. This guy's trying to connect. He's trying to get an introduction for someone else. Everyone else in the room is trying to get a connection for themselves. They see me making connection for everyone else. And so anyone who's listening is like, oh, I'd kind of like to be a connector, but I don't really, I don't know how to do it. That's it right there. You start asking what connections would you like? Who do you, who would you like to know? And then when they tell you, making your mission to find them, you'll know, become a detective. Yep. yep. Become, a, become a bloodhound for them. And suddenly you're going to be, especially if you're in a local community, a lo you know, local chamber of commerce, you'll probably within weeks be one of the best connectors in your community just because you're making the effort and trying to give in that way. Yep. I love that. And I love that you're saying, and you just made the decision, you know, and 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 the fact that there was only three people in the room, you still ask the question. And, and a lot of people won't. You know, a lot of people are like, have got that sort of, 
you know, that self-doubt, you know, I'm not going to speak up. What if I fail? What if I say that to somebody and then and I can't find any? I'm going to look like a real idiot, you know. And I think we've got to get past that. You know, we've just got to get past that. How do I look? And it's kind of like yeah. this, a genuine desire just to serve, do you, just, yeah. just to help people out. Absolutely. Well, and, and that's the thing, like, if, if I said, who would you like to meet? And he's like the Queen of Sheba. And I'm like, oh, I don't know the Queen of Sheba. I don't think I know anyone who does, but good luck with that. Like, that's an okay answer. Yeah. If somebody says, you know, I'm looking to meet uh, bank presidents, do you know any? No, nope, no, I don't, but uh, I'll keep an eye out. And, you know, that's one of those, like, I'll call you later. Um, you're not making an obligation, but it's nice that you asked. Um, so, you know, not everyone has to be as committed to it. And I, I used to, so, so I, I kind of brought this into my identity of being a connector because, you know, if I can't do anything else, at least I can connect people. When I was having some, some bad years, I was, working some mediocre jobs is in the wrong place. And when I felt down, I'd make a Facebook post and I'd say, Hey, I know a lot of people who would it benefit you to know, you know, to my whole Facebook audience would it benefit? And I'd get a whole bunch of comments and I would then look at those and say, okay, who here can I help right now? Um, who can I make an introduction to? Who can I help out? And generally about half of them, I was able to connect them to someone who would help them along. And, you know, when you're feeling down, and you're feeling really crummy about yourself and you're like, oh, things aren't working. I kind of suck. I can't help me right now. Maybe I can help someone else. And when you do that, you feel better. You feel empowered because you can do something. I, I can't do what I need right now, but maybe I can do what you need right now. I feel good because I'm creating positive energy. People are thanking me. I'm having conversations that aren't about how crappy my situation is yeah. <laughs> and are instead about how I can make someone else's better. Uh, and it was a remarkably effective way that when I was feeling crummy to get myself, get my mindset back positive again, while also, you know, helping two friends find jobs, one of them fixed his roof of his house, someone bought a house and, you know, some other stuff uh, generated $80,000 of commercial activity in the process too. But the real thing was it made me feel better. And that's, you know, it's all about me, making me feel better. And I think when you're, when you're helping people feel better, you do feel better anyway. Like you, 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 the, the quickest way to get out of your own head and out of your own problems is to, is to mm-hmm. help somebody else along the way. So I, I love this. And you're just making it sound so simple. And, and it is that simple. It's just that yep. people's fear gets in the way and people fear I'm going to look stupid, you know, and so they mm-hmm. they don't do it. But imagine if we, I've connected stacks of people. And I'll tell you something you said in there that reminded me is that sometimes I'll say that to someone. Who can I, who do you want to meet or who can I, you know, if there's anyone, anyone I can help you, let me know. And they say, oh, I'm really looking for a graphic designer. And I say, oh, God, I, I've got no idea who that is. And within, I, I shit you not, within a, within a week, a graphic designer will appear in my sphere. And it mm-hmm. always happens like that. It always yeah. happens like that. But now you have also said, you know, you're not um, a networking wizard and that, you know, then there's no great secret. It's no, no nothing. I can do it. You can do it, everything else. But you, and you've simply employed a, a certain techniques. Now, um, many people find it hard to network, as I've said. So, um and I know you've you've sort of already shared, you know, just do this, just do that. What, what are, mm-hmm. Have you got some kind of tip or something that, you know, a guy's going to a, a new network meeting, he's just started up a business in town, he's found out about B&I or he's found out about another group, Chamber of Commerce or whatever, Rotary. He's going to go and he's standing there like, a, you know, you stand in the corner all by yourself and you feel so awkward. What, what's, 
what's and I don't mean guy, I mean guy or girl, just a, just a, a person. What's gender neutral? Yeah. What's the first thing that they could do when they go in there just to just to take those walls down a little bit? Uh, so wear an apron, not a bib. Not literally. <laughs> don't physically wear an apron to the event. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, you wear a bib when you're feeding yourself. You wear an apron when you're feeding someone else. And I think a lot of people are uncomfortable networking because they're going to ask for themselves. And most people are fundamentally good people and givers. It doesn't always come out because of their needs and their situation, but most people are fundamentally more comfortable giving than taking. So that's why the events feel so awkward. Like, okay, I'm going to go someone. I'm going to start a conversation with a stranger. And at some point during that conversation, I'm going to try to get their business or get them to refer me to someone who will give me business. Ugh. Wow, that feels really icky. icky. Yep. Um, and so it feels icky because it is. It's, it's terrible. You shouldn't do it. That's absolutely not how you should network. So if it feels wrong. It's because it's wrong. Don't do it that way. Instead, you walk into the room and say, who can I give it to? So your, your objective in walking into this event is starting up conversations and solving as many people's problems in the room as you can. So everyone in that room has a problem. They wouldn't be there if they didn't. They've got some problem. There's something they need to do, something they want to do, whether it's they want to find, they want to find clients, they want to fix their sciatica, they want to get their roof fixed, they want to uh, raise money for a project in Africa. They there's something they want to do, and there is probably someone you know who can help them do the thing they want to do. So if you walk into this room and you think, oh, I am a superhero, my job is to fix problems. <laughs> I love because it. I have a network because the average person knows 250 people. Yep. So if you're an average person, you know 250 people, each of whom knows 250 people, which is 250 squared, which is a really big 12,000, something like that. It's a really big number. Um, so each of those people knows a lot of people or you know a lot of people. So you, what you want to do is approach people and find out what their problem is and then figure out how you can solve it. Mm. And so if you're uncomfortable, if you simply approach people, you know, but my opening line that I use is I'm Michael Whitehouse. I don't think we've met yet. If they're at an event, networking event, BNI, even Rotary, um, then they, they should be open to meeting people. Mm. So especially Rotary, you know, you just joined as a member, they should be welcoming their new members. Yep. Um, you know, you, that should open the conversation. And then the next thing you're going to do is ask them to tell them about themselves and whatever question you want to use. What do you do? Tell them about yourself, whatever, get them talking and then get them talking about, you know, steer it to what challenges they have. You know, what, you know, who are you looking to meet? What, what are some of the biggest challenges you're facing right now? What are the, some of the biggest obstacles in your life right now? Maybe I know someone who can help. Nobody ever does that. Imagine you're at an event Somebody comes up to you, they haven't told you what they do for work, you know their name, but you don't know what their business is, you don't know what they sell, and they ask you, what are some of the challenges you're facing in your life right now? Maybe I know someone who can help. Mm. You're going to be like, who is this person? Now, you might be like, what's their angle? That can happen. But they'll be like, what's their angle? I, but uh, Okay, I need more customers. That's not a state secret. Sure, I'll tell you that. You know, I need to, I need to meet or whatever. And, and even you might know someone, you might just start brainstorming with them. You know, I need more customers. Oh, what do you do? Who are your ideal customers? How, how, have you, how do you find them usually? You know, start talking about that. 
And if you're sincere about it, that, that doubt, that wonder will be like, okay, maybe this guy's got conked in the head and doesn't know he's supposed to be taking care of himself. I'm going to take advantage of him. Let's <laughs> go take advantage of this. But at some point, they're going to feel the need for reciprocity. Yep. And they're going to be like, so, so tell me, what, what do you do? This has been all about me. What do you do? How can I help you? Like, they're going to be desperate to know what you do and help you at that point. Whereas compare that to the average networking event where it's two people trying to talk at each other, push cards on each other. Take my card, take my card, take my card, take my card, take my card. Do you have life insurance, protect your family? What would happen if you got hit by a bus right now? Yep. You know, you, <laughs> it's two people forcing at each other, haven't identified any needs. They're just like, my need is to sell my thing to you. Well, like what's says, my need is to sell my thing to you. Instead, if you just go and start asking, the contrast, if you're at a, not say a bad networking event, but a bad networking event, the contrast between you and everyone else will be tremendous. People are gonna think you're, you know, some saint reincarnated. And if you're at a good networking event, then you're gonna make a lot of good connections. And people are gonna say, wow, what a, you know, what a nice person, what a giving person. And you know, it, it's gonna take you two or three minutes to get to the to identify the the biggest problem they're dealing with right now once they realize you want to hear it. Um, and maybe one or two more minutes for you to throw a couple suggestions and and say, I'm going to introduce you to my friend, Bob. I think he'll help you. Um, and either there'll be a polite person who'll, who will be compelled to be like, all right, you, oh, you've been so helpful to me. How can I help you? What do you do? Tell me about yourself. I want to know. Or they're, they're a uh, rube and they'll be like, well, that was cool. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> and now you don't waste any more time with them and go talk to the next person. But you definitely came out the better person on that one if they walk away. And, you know, it was a five minute conversation. Go have another one. Make those sense. But when you go in with the intention of helping and solving problems and, and being you know, the hero in a polite way, you know, for the right reasons, because you want to, not because you expect to get reciprocity, like I'm going to help you. And now I expect you to help me now. I expect to get something back for this, but I'm going to help you because I want to help you. And in theory, that probably comes back around, but they might, they might be like, well, that's great. What do you do? Oh, I do this. Who do you need to meet? These people. I don't know anyone like that. Damn. Sorry, you know, that might be the end of that conversation, but then they're going to talk to their guy. Oh, have you, you know, have you met Michael? He's the nicest guy I've ever met. Like you've got to meet him. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with him, but he just keeps giving me referrals to people. Um, yeah, go talk to him before he sobers up. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's just see, you, you made it so simple. I absolutely love it. And you're right. I've been to so many of those events and I, I can't stand it. I, I, I choose not to go to too many anymore because it is, it's just funny business. You know, here, this is what I do. I, blah, 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 me, 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 me. And it's kind of, it's too much. Do you know, you just, you just think, oh my God, I just, I just don't want to be here. Do you, you know, you don't even yeah. value me. Like, so, yeah. Well, I think you remember though, is, is these people probably, you know, donate to their church and volunteer on weekends? And like, they're probably not bad people. They just don't know what to do. Yep. Yeah. And this is what they think they're supposed to, or especially if they're in sales, most sales jobs are designed to keep you just over starving. That's how the commissions are structured. So they're desperate. You know, they don't know if they're going to be able to pay the rent next month. And the only thing they know to do is the, these immediate aggressive strategies. Same thing online. Um, I got a, a LinkedIn message from someone today and it was, it was like, are you, I think it's something like, are you open to new income opportunities? Um, because you can do this thing. I want to interfere with your current job. And, you know, just like very pitchy, super pitchy right out of the gate. 
And I replied and I'm like, I don't know what this is. And I don't care because you've turned me off with this kind of message. And like, this is not how you talk to people on LinkedIn if you want to get good results. Um, but I always leave the door open because I know a lot of people just don't know. And I also know some people might pay for training. And I sell that. So there's that too. And I can refer them to people who sell it too. So, you know, and so I, so at the end I said, would you like to try again? And so we then had an actual conversation. Turned out the person is a contractor for the actual company she's shilling for. She has no sales background. She's never sold online before. She had to write her own script. So she wrote her own, own word track to do cold approaches, which is like terrible. If you're going to hire someone, you got to give them at least their opening line to, to send out. Um, and given that she wrote it herself, it's pretty good. And so now we're going to have a conversation. And now, it, and the kind of subtext of our conversation was, can you tell me anything about how to do this? Because I really have no idea what I'm doing and I'm doing the best I can. Um, and so, you know, I'm going to give her some advice and see if I can point her in the right direction and maybe connect her to a real company that will actually support her. Uh, but it's, <laughs> there's always opportunities if it's a real, you know, if, if it's if it's a bot or call center or whatever, there's no opportunity. But a lot of times these random salespeople, whether they're approaching you online or in an event, there's an opportunity to make an authentic connection that can be meaningful depending on what your business is and depending on what you do. You may be able to make an authentic connection that, so to me, I see every person who cold approaches me like that as a as a prospect. Yeah. I'm like, all right, game on. <laughs> yeah, one of us is selling the other, but you ain't selling me because I'm not buying what you got, but you need what I got. So thanks for coming into my funnel. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm too nice, and I always I. I I always say, oh, no, thank you, but blah, blah, blah. And I end up having this bloody eight eight or ten, you know, um, exchanges with them. And, and, and some of them, some of them do come good. Some of them do show themselves as, as really lovely people. And, you know, and some of them still connected to because I've sort of pretty much said, cut the shit. You know, if you want to, if you want to have a conversation, let's just have a conversation. But, you know, I'm not yeah. buying what you're buying. And if you're a decent person, I'm happy to have you in my network. But stop, yeah. stop the, stop the, uh, you know, the gabble. But anyway, and 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 they're just, it's like they've gone through these mass trainings, and then they all come out spitting exactly the same stuff. Yeah, and it's like you never, I don't know who teaches them this stuff because. Yeah. Well, I, I've been through some of those trainings, oh. um, and I've done some of that sales because that's what they teach. Because the 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 way it works with most of these kinds of companies is it's on volume. Um, you know, if you send a terrible cold message to 100 people, two people will respond. You send a good one, you know, 20 will respond. But you send you send a terrible one, two will respond. So you hire someone for for straight commission, which a lot of people will do. You hire them for straight commission. You give them crappy scripts or no scripts at all. But you say anyone who books, anyone who closes, whatever, you'll get a hundred bucks, a thousand bucks. But it's on you. And then you give them minimal training or mediocre training, send them out in the world. They get ground up and you know chewed up and spit out, but that's their problem. And they still send you two sales. They get their commission, $300, $500. And then when they say, this sucks, I'm not making any money. They say, well, does this suck or do you suck? Because yeah. it's all on you. This is commission. Kill what you eat, what you kill. You can build your own destiny. If you bring in a hundred people, we'll give you a hundred thousand dollars. You can totally do it but nobody could do it with no training and no preparation. Um, and they just hire 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people on straight commission, run them for three weeks, six weeks, 12 weeks. One out of 50 of them turns into a star and figures it out. They get promoted to become a sales manager. They now have no sympathy for the guy who can't figure it out because they figured it out themselves. Why can't this guy? Mm. Um, and it's, you know, a lot of multi-level marketing companies are on that model um, that they just hire everybody, burn them all out, sell to their friends and family onto the next one. But in the meantime, to the public, we all get the benefit of that because every one of them comes knocking on our door with their same canned awful pitch. Um, and that's, that's the thing with a lot of these companies, you know, with, um, with some companies, that's actually the, the model you go into town and your job is to knock on every door, yeah. whether it's every residential door, every business door, whatever the, the strategy is straight up cold calling. When I worked for Minuteman press, the strategy that I was required to do was to do 10 cold calls a day, walk into a business, get something to quote and bring it back to the office. And it's fine, but I physically ran out of businesses after a year. Like there weren't enough, you know, 10 a day is like 220, that's 2,200 businesses a year. There's only 4,500 businesses in my target market. And some of those are like home-based businesses. You can't knock on those doors. But, you know, at the time I knew networking, they're like, you can't use that. That doesn't work. You've got to go, go, go cold call, go cold call for us. And they were forcing me to use a worse strategy than the one that would have made money. Towards the, towards the time I left, I'd started actually networking. I was bringing in some, some jobs that were 10 times the size of the average job in that office. And they didn't care because I wasn't following the system. Oh. <laughs> yep. But, but yes, yeah, so, so I do know who's training people like this. But it's bloody horrible because it's, it's, it's making people feel like that's actually contributing to people's poor mental health. You know, that, yep, that, that's disgusting. I just think that's mm -hmm. bloody disgusting because yep. all these people are believing that they're no good and believing that they're failures and believing that, you know, and burn, burn out. And, and I think that's, I reckon that's bloody disgusting. But yeah, and, and a, lot of these, a lot of these places, because they, they want to maintain the morale, they'll say, well, the system works, you don't. Yep. So if it's not working, it must, and, and there have been some, like there have been some companies I worked for where I think legitimately the system did work. I just couldn't work it. It wasn't, it didn't jive with how I did it. I wasn't the right market for it, whatever. Um, but so some of them I look, I'm like, this system will work for 1% of people. Others I look and say, okay, the system worked for 60%. I'm just in the 40. So not working for me. But a lot of these companies, especially some of the less scrupulous ones, um, will, will basically try to convince you that it works for everyone if you work it. Yeah. If you just work hard enough, if you just study hard enough, if you just commit enough, just make enough cold calls, just do enough, it'll work. And if it's not working, well, whose fault is that? Because look at Bob over here. He's making $700,000 a year. Mm. He's the only person in the company making that. That's why they keep trotting him up on stage. But, you know, look at Bob. He makes 700. Look at Susie. She makes 250,000. Look at Jerry. He makes 190. So why can't you do it? Because they can do it. They're no better than you. Yep. It's not just sales that they do that. It's also these big seven-figure companies and God, you know, just say, hey, you want to make seven seven figures in 12 months? Follow my system. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's bloody scam as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, anyway, tell us about your your, your book because we're staying on the how to do it properly trail. But, uh, you know, your book, the guy who knows the guy. What are people mm -hmm. going to learn from that? Like if, if we... If you were to buy it, has it got all these mm -hmm. strategies in there and, and all the stuff that you've just been sharing and more? Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, so it's, it basically details 
what I used in the in-person networking strategy. So, so, so the book is my kind of my extrovert strategy. Yep. Um, my, you know, how to approach people, how to engage with them, um, the connector mindset, uh, coming up with your unique value proposition, what it is about you that makes you special, so that when you meet the millionaire CEO, you can have a conversation and I'll be like, please, sir, may I please talk to you? Um, and instead, you can approach them as an equal because you have something of value, they have something of value, their thing happens to be money, your thing happens to be not money, something else. But, you know, so there's a lot of those kinds of things. Uh, and and actually, recently, I'm, I'm going to be launching a course fairly soon called How to Network Without Talking to Strangers, which is kind of the introvert side. I, I don't use the term introvert so much because it kind of gets a negative connotation of like, well, us extroverts are the great networkers. But if you're not like us, I guess I can teach you some adaptive techniques. <laughs> yeah. In reality, I have come to realize introverts are better networkers at core because as an extrovert, I love meeting people. I love going out to the event and I'll drink the wine. I'll hand up the cards and meet another person. They may not be the people I need to meet. Yeah. I may have made connections, but I'm having a great time. Whereas the introvert doesn't love that. But I find introverts tend to be like, you're either that outgoing person or the organized person. Because when you think inwards, you start like processing things. I don't have the attention span to focus on like spreadsheets and databases. I do, I do what I need to do, but it's not where I'm driven to. I'm driven to go another run. And uh, so, so someone who's more reserved tends to be more organized, which means they're more likely to maybe have an actual list of everyone they know or a database um, or be able to remember names when they think of them. So, you know, the, the networking without talking to strangers idea is that instead of going out and meeting more people, going out to more parties, handing out more cards, it's working with the network you already have to figure out how you can provide more value to them, how you can make more connections to them, how you can get introductions from them and expand your network through introductions instead of through stressful networking events um, and how you can be more effective without doing the part that apparently like six out of seven people, according to the events I've been at, uh, which I, you know, I love doing this stuff. I'll get up there like, I love this show of hands. Who loves this with me? And like three hands go up. Who doesn't love this? And whoop, all the hands <laughs> go up. Like, all right. Well, you guys are going to be happy. The people who like it stick with me. You'll learn something too. Um, but, but, you know, it's the part that people see is not actually where the action happens. It, it's the sexy part. It's the, it's the out in public part. The part that you don't see is the phone calls, the coffees, the emails, the Zoom calls, the follow-up. They say the fortunes of the follow-up. I heard that year, the fortunes of the follow-up. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Those are just like sounds that hit my ears. I don't know what that means. And finally, like, oh, network like an introvert. Yeah, I'd be better if, as a networker if I did that, wouldn't I? Huh? All right, I'll tone it down. So that's a, a, a big thing that I learned. Ah, I love that. Oh, I think both would be absolutely valuable, book and the course. I think that's, yes. yeah, that's, that's brilliant. But you're also a, um, a business coach and a speaker. Yep. So you, you, so is this the sort of stuff that you're coaching in, like, like business specifics or, or more so about how to, how to get traction with relationships so- and people? So the main focus of my business is the networking concierge, where people hire me to make connections for them, make introductions for them, because that's kind of my natural natural habitat, meeting people running around, you know, making introductions, uh, talking to strangers. I do that a lot because a lot of my clients are too busy to, you know, and most of my clients know how to network. They might even like it, but they don't have time to as much as I, as I do. So I kiss all the frogs, introduce them to the princes. 
So I'll meet with 10 people, 20 people in a week and be like, all right, here's the four you need to meet out of the 20 I just talked to. Um, the coaching kind of comes to the fact that I've met with over 800 people in the last year. I have learned from most of them, not all of them, but most of them. I mean, some of them, what I learned was I shouldn't meet with this person again, but some of them I've learned tremendous things. You know, I've learned coaching strategies. I've, I've been trained and certified in transformational coaching. So I've learned a little bit about everything. I know a little bit about podcasting, a little bit about social media, a little bit about uh, you know finance and, and profit strategy, a little bit about everything. And for a lot of early entrepreneurs, they know nothing about everything. So my little bit is what they need. They need something deeper. I can introduce them to someone. Um, so I don't actually actively like promote my, my coaching. If somebody comes to me and says, I need some coaching and I'll pay you for it. And I say, this is what it costs. And they say, that sounds reasonable. Then I will coach them because I have all this knowledge. Um, but it's not, I don't have like a coaching system or, a, you know, I, I won't get you to seven figures in 12 months by following my system. I will leverage the hundreds of people I've met and the thousands of people I know, both their knowledge and their connections to help you do what you need to do. So it's, it's kind of uh, like, yeah, I know a bunch of stuff and a bunch of people and that's probably valuable. So uh, I can help you. Yeah. Yep. I know how to do that. You know, I, 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 it's gotten to the point now where I, I know enough that I'll see a friend struggling to get a job or whatever. I'll shoot them a Facebook message and I'll say, Hey, you want some help with that? And I'll make clear if you're ready to accept help and advice, I will, I'll give you the secret to the puzzle and you can, you know, finish the puzzle. And if not, that's fine. But, you know, I'm not going to force your mindset. I'm not going to convince you of this. I'll help you or not because I'm doing it for free for my friends. If you're ready, I know the answer. I know the people. I'll make the introductions. If I have them, I'll teach you how to get your own introductions, teach you how to network, whatever you need. And I can have a 30-minute conversation and change someone's life if they've been looking for a job for six months because it's not rocket science once you know the answer. You know, it's it's kind of like, you know, what, what what is pi to 30 digits? Oh, I don't know. Here's a piece of paper with pi on it, 30 digits. What's pi to 30 digits? You just read the paper? Yeah, just read the paper. Yeah, I, it's not that I'm smarter. I've just been there. So I can share the answers that I've learned over time uh, with them and provide that value. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely love it. I love it. And and when, you, when you're speaking, you're just talking about this kind of stuff. And I don't mean just because, my God, if you're speaking at, um, you, well, any business events and you're sharing this sort of stuff, there must be a lot of people who sit there and go, oh, holy shit, I've been doing it wrong for a long time. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I was just on a live summit this afternoon. Um, and most things I've done is either podcasts or recording. So I don't often get to see an audience. And, you know, I certainly don't see in-person audiences very often. So it was great to be on a live summit and actually see people on Zoom. Like you, you think you're disconnected with the audience, but you can see them nod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can. Yeah, people are like, oh, audience don't engage on Zoom. Uh, they do, they don't engage with you. So if it's, it's not the platform, you need to up your energy. But yeah, so, so when I'm up there on Zoom and I'm saying these things and I know some of these points are hitting, people are like, and I'm watching the thumbs are coming up. They're like, oh yeah, that's it. They're saying things in the chat. They're like, this is right on. I totally get this. Um, so, yeah, so I was in, it was a, about a hundred person uh, live summit and, um, and it was really great to, you know, to do it. And, and it was funny, a lot of these speaking engagements, you know, I network a lot with a lot of event planners, whatnot. And so often it's, it's a matter of helping them find speakers or helping speakers find something. And it's kind of like, oh, by the way, if you need someone, I, I like speaking too, I could do it. They're like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Come on in. So I sort of backdoor into a lot of these events, which is funny because I often, because I come in the way I do. I'm like, wait, so what's the, the, what's this event about? What's the theme? 
What's the website look like? I haven't seen it. I'm just, I'm here. What am I talking about? Who am I? <laughs> so, um, which, you know, yeah, don't be a speaker like me. Um, be, be prepared, be organized. Definitely have all your ducks in a row. It never, it never works like that. <laughs> have your three dot points. I reckon it won't work around them. But it's, um, you, so I, I, look, look I, I've absolutely loved this. I'm going to get that book because I just reckon there's so much gold in there that, you know, I'd, I'd, I think I think I know. In fact, I do know tons and tons and tons of people who who need to get that and and you know really have a good read of it. And it's, it's you've just made it sound so simple. So I, I've loved it. Thank you for sharing so much. Now I have a get off the bench question because I love. Uh, we've got to finish this with a uh, you know what's your advice? So of course this 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 podcast get off the bench. Well, I want everyone to get off the bench, do their thing, and part of doing their thing, they often have to connect to people. You know, it's very rare that you can do your thing without connecting to someone. People are, when, whenever I'm sort of working with people to kickstart their projects and that, I say, just go and ask a few people, go and talk to a few people. And they are petrified. They say, I can't, I just can't. I say, well, you're never going to get your business moving if you don't start talking to people. So if, if someone's just started or even doesn't matter, even people with a business, right, and and they they know that the only way they can move forward is to just get out there and meet people. What, what are the first steps? What do they just have to just have to do to get it to get the ball rolling? So I, I probably first a mindset shift. And let me share an example of of uh, that will dispel the myth that I think that they have of why they don't want to talk to people. They're afraid to talk to people because they're afraid that people will realize they don't know what they're doing. And they'll be like, oh, my goodness, you're really a charlatan. You have no idea what you're doing. Well, yeah, you're just starting. People know you're just starting. They know you haven't figured it out. They know you're pretending. They get it. Um, so 2021, I spent most of that year talking to people and talking to, you know, fairly influential and successful people and admitting to them, I don't really know what I'm doing right now. I don't know who my avatar is. I don't, I, I know a lot of stuff. I'm meeting a lot of people. I know this networking thing. I don't know how to make money at it. I have no business. I just I'm know a bunch of things and I'm doing some stuff. Could you help me? Could you teach me something? And I've had dozens of people, many of them guests on my podcast, part of my podcast, the vehicle to bring these people on the show and be like, teach me because I don't know what I'm doing. And you obviously do. So what can you teach me and my, my audience? I guess they might listen to whatever. Um, this is for me. So I've had dozens of people come on and give me all kinds of advice. And, you know, they know that in, in May, June, July, August of 2021, I was wandering in the wilderness of, of business. And asking them, you know, very basic way, how do I figure out who my avatar is? How do I, you know, and of course, I, I how does one figure out who their avatar is? How does one zero in their business? But I think, <laughs> I think they were smart enough to know that one was me, this guy. They figured that out. And they gave me advice and they were very supportive because I was humble. I wasn't like, oh, I already know all this stuff. I was like, I don't know. Tell me more about that. I'm interested to know more. People love to give advice. They love to feel important. They love to feel valued. And those same people, the people who knew I knew nothing six months ago, and it was nothing. I knew how to network. Yeah, I made half a million dollars of introductions over the couple of years before that. I just didn't get any part of them. <laughs> I helped a lot of other people. But, you know, people who I was asking, you know, elementary grade questions to six months later, I'm some of them I'm working with on fairly significant deals because they 
they appreciated my humility. They didn't look at it as like, ah, oh, this punk kid, maybe in 10 years, he'll know something. They said, wow, this guy knows who he doesn't know. And he's humble enough to ask for help. He knows what he does know. Um, he's willing to reciprocate as he can. You know, I'm like, uh, who can I introduce you? I don't know a lot of people yet, but how can I help you? And sure enough, I was able to provide value. And for those people who are very new in their business and you know, trying to get them to talk to people, those people will not only give advice, they will give support, they will give introductions, they will, um, you know, they will, they will help however they can because people love being mentors. Mm, yep. And if you can make your problem their problem, uh, you know, your challenge, their challenge, and you're like, hey, I'm trying to get this business going. And again, if you have humility, like, I think this is good. I think it will help people. I think it is a positive thing in the world. I just don't know how to give what I'm meant to give. And you're framing it and thinking of it that way. People are like, yeah, I see what you could do. I see how that could be really good. I could see how, he, and what I think you would all see is people who will, it'll blow your mind who will say this, will say, and you're way better at this than I am, whatever it is that you're, you do, because that's why you're doing it and they're not. And they're like, you're way better at this than I am. And they, you know, they may hire you. They may introduce you to people who will hire you. They may build things for you, provide resources or, um, or coach or advise. I mean, my networking concierge program came from a conversation with someone where he, he, we were just having a conversation. Who's helped me Yeah. Uh, for, for what at the time I thought was nothing. Um, now that I've made like 25 introductions of prospective clients to him, I feel like maybe he saw that that was going to, that was going to be an investment worth making. Um, but at the time, like, wow, why is this guy helping me so much? This is awesome. But what's going on? <laughs> um, and I, you know, I think you saw, he's like, this guy's a networker. He's got a networker's heart. He's building his network. I think I want to help him get better at it because he's going to be in my network. Um, I think it's kind of what you saw, but you know, the people want to help. Yep. Yep. They do. Yeah, love that. Absolutely love that. God, I've loved this, Mike. I have absolutely love. I've learned so much. I'm going to be humble enough to say I've learned so much. And so, you know, so can I can I share a gift with your audience? Absolutely, yes. So that book, so you can totally go on Amazon and buy the guy who knows a guy, and I encourage you to do so because I want your money. Um, but you can also go to guywhoknowsaguy.com, and if you put in your contact information there, it will send you three things. First, the power of five networking tips. I took the whole book and distilled it down into five points on a single piece of paper. Second, you'll get the e-version e of the book, the PDF version of The Guy Who Knows a Guy. And third, because I have never read an e-book, although I've downloaded many of them, I've never actually read one. Sounds like uh, me. I've tried. I've really tried, but I just, I can't do it um, unless I can get the physical copy. But I listen to a lot of audiobooks, and I do like to talk. <laughs> so I made an audiobook version of my book on MP3, and you will also get the MP3 of the guy who knows a guy as read by the author um, as a gift just by going to guy who knows a guy.com and putting your information in the form at the top. Wow. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah, I don't like ebooks, but audiobooks are pretty good. But I always I always buy these bloody Kindle books and I never read them. So I'm a, I'm a bit of a physical book person. Yeah. So, you, you know, that's I absolutely love that. Thank you, Michael. That is just absolutely fantastic. People don't do it. They're bloody crazy because um, 
Well, this has been exceptionally valuable, exceptionally valuable, and and you're fun to talk to, and it's just it's been such a good vibe, such a great vibe. So, and so you've just said where uh, my next question is: where can people find you? You've just given us your um your website. Is there are you on you're on Facebook, LinkedIn, all those sort of places? I'm on face, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok. Uh, those are basically the three platforms I'm on. Yeah. Um, I'm not on Instagram. There's a funny story behind that. You can email me if you want to hear the story about why I'm not on Instagram. But uh, yeah, Facebook, LinkedIn, and TikTok. It has to do with Nigerian scammers. It's funny. Uh, um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so you go to guywhoknowsaguy.com and you can find um, ways to contact me and get in touch with me and find my podcasts and all that stuff. And uh, I made the website myself and I don't call myself a web designer. So I'll say that. But you can absolutely put your information in and the system does work to send you the book because I am pretty good at reading books. <laughs> so, I like that part. I absolutely love it. Uh, oh, this has just been absolutely fantastic. So thank you so, so much for sharing your energy and, and your wisdom and your time. It just, it's been truly valuable. I've absolutely loved thank it. Thank you. It's been fun to be on here. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Well, I'm going to go download it and um, catch up with you soon. And I'm going to email you for the Instagram story. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much, Michael. <laughs> See ya. Thank you. Oh, guys, that was fantastic. I learned so many things about, you know, networking, but in particular, building relationships and, you know, how to, how to I think I do a pretty good job, but I reckon it's taught me how to really fine tune some of that stuff. So I'm going to note it all down and really do it. You should too, because I reckon there's nothing more it puts you off, you know, when people are just trying to cold, cold sell stuff to you and hand out their business card and that kind of stuff. But when you're having a genuine, showing a genuine interest in people, it, it's brilliant. Go to go to his website, go to Michael's website, which is guywhoknowsaguy.com and download, sign up to his mailing list and, you know, download the ebook or the uh, audio book. And I tell you what, there's so much good stuff in that. So I really hope that's been helpful. Um, there's a heap of other stuff. He's got a, a podcast and he's also got um, a live Facebook group that helps with all this kind of stuff as well. So I'm going to put all the links in the show note as usual. But I, I really, really hope you'll learn a lot out of that. And how good would it be if we all started, you know, really networking and building great relationships naturally. So hope you've loved it. And again, thank you so much for joining me. And I'll see you next week. See ya. Thanks for joining me. As always, I hope this episode inspired you. If you know somebody who's taken courageous action to create something that's making a difference for other people, let me know about it. Go to my website, kerenvaughan.com, tinker around there, have a bit of a look and send me a message. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember, you're worth it. Your unique talents and gifts need to be out in this world. And I'm so passionate about inspiring you to achieve that. So you've listened to this episode, just say yes, make the decision and put one foot in front of the other. See you next week.